You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And we've got a good episode lined up for you today. Very fantasy-inspired episode mm-hmm. today. If you're into fantasy, you're going to find yourself right at home here. Because first, in our retro roundtable, we're talking about just that. The fantasy realm and uh, what movies, television shows, uh, video games. Books, if you're... Books. If you fancy a book. Wherever you're getting your fantasy, <laughs> that's where we're going to talk about it. Then after that, we're going to welcome Benjamin Martian and Andrew Kohler, the co-creators of the show Tig Tone, currently on uh, Adult Swim, premiering since... What first came on January thirteenth? Yep. And as uh, every Sunday night, been uh, playing. I think two new episodes. The, the descriptions they give they sound <laughs> pretty darn entertaining. Uh, you're going to want to check those out. Tig Tone from the creators of Tig Tone. <laughs> I forgot to ask. I was going to ask him about how that came about. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's not wrong. No, it's you not. Know, it's not wrong. <laughs> but before we do all that, uh, you got to be sure to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air, where we're going to be putting all kinds of links to things we're doing and talking about on the shows and uh, probably just some yucks here and there. And, lots uh, of yucks. Lots of yucks. And don't forget to find us on Patreon. We have a whole other show that happens over there. How many we have under our belt now? 15 dozen? episodes, I think. Over a dozen? Over a dozen. Yeah. yeah, we've got over a dozen, which doesn't seem like a lot, but well, it's a lot when you're only it's doing a year one of those worth. a month. Yeah. yeah. It's over a year's worth. More than a year's worth. So uh, $5 a month, you get in on that, and you know we're, uh, we stay pretty close with our Patreon uh, people, and we are always welcoming the suggestion. You, you get control of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least at this juncture is what it seems like. What do you want to hear us talk about? We'll do it. Yeah, we've been doing it for those that are already backing us, and we'll continue to do it. Wizard World's back again this year. Doing it again, 10% off your tickets with the promo code CANDAIR at checkout. You get you a cool 10% off, and we also have a new perk. If you sign up, well, give us a like on our Facebook page and go to our website. You can sign up for a three-day Priority Platinum tickets, two tickets, you and a friend, mm-hmm. to go to the show that we are promoting for that month, I guess it'll be. Well, yeah, it's whichever Wizard World show is uh, coming Coming up, up yeah. Yeah. That's the one we'll be giving uh, two passes away for, and these are these are awesome passes. They get you uh, what early access to the floor each day. You get uh, premium seating at all the panels, which <laughs> we've had the experience of accidentally sitting in these seats in the past <laughs> and being yeah. told, "Sir, not for you," and ushered to the back. Yeah. So uh, that could be you, as we're being ushered away. Uh, us keeping your seat warm yeah, for you in the front row the seat warmers. while David Tennant comes out and entertains you personally. But um, all, Same with autographs. Uh, you, you're first in line for uh, any autograph session. And mm-hmm. trust me, if you're planning on getting an autograph, boy, that's a hell of a good deal. Yeah. Yes, me. Because sometimes those lines can get a little hairy. Discounts. I think there are discounts you can get throughout the convention. Yeah, vendors, you let them know that you have the pass, show them your lanyard that you'll get, and they often have giveaways. 
And, you know, seeing this, these cons typically one day to get in or anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks just to walk in the door. I mean, all you have to do is like a Facebook page and what, go to the Submit website. Submit your name and email. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. And then we'll do a Facebook Live about a week before the show. If you are in the Portland, Oregon area, the con is uh, February 22nd, 3rd, and 4th. So if you're going to go try to sign up for the contest or use a 10% off code, get you save you some money. Don't try. Sign up for the contest. Well, yeah. Do yeah. or do not, Jack. If you don't win, you still get 10% off. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's win-win. Yeah. Extra money in your pocket to spend at the con to get those. Which <laughs> every little bit helps, you know, doesn't it? You get a real-life replica sword or something like that. Captain America Captain shield. America shield. <laughs> winking at someone out yeah. there. <laughs> One more thing I need to mention here really quick. At the end of the episode, we're going to be playing the song Get Found uh, by the band Quiet. That's spelled without the U-Q-I-E-T from their album Driftwood. We had James Maddox on this show few weeks ago and he's the bass player for that band and my god i'm hooked love this group and uh we've been talking to them and they're going to be sending us songs to be tacking on to the end of some future episodes here so look forward to that and again stay uh tuned at the end of the episode for the song get found i strongly recommend it let's kick it off with this week's retro round table All right, Jack. So the fantasy realm in movies, television, and video games, where do we start? What's first on your list? I know your list is probably longer than mine. This is a genre I think you frequent more than I do. I had two that came popped into mind when you first told me about the the topic. Mm-hmm. And the first one, I'm not sure why, but it was uh, from the game Mass Effect. I never They've played that. Three games and a third one that takes place years, years after the first trilogy that not a lot of people liked. I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it so far. It's Mass Effect. It's just a storyline. And it's kind of uh, kind of like Star Trek where on Earth everyone gets together or gets along pretty much. We're the newcomers with Aliens. They've all been around millions of years. They know all their different races. So you're telling me everybody on Earth united to hate on other people, other other. Well, races. no, they're, they united each other. The humans are looked down on because they're basically the the baby. Come on, race. humans are hating on somebody <laughs> if they're not hating on each other. They're they're hating on someone. Anyway, I'm sorry, but it's just the the whole story and the lore that goes along with it. Sure. And the new one. Everyone, well, a bunch of group of people got on a ship, went into cryo for 500 years to find this new place in the Andromeda galaxy, and a whole bunch of crazy stuff's going on. Did they ever make a movie out of Mm -hmm. that? Uh Uh-uh. They had a TV show called Andromeda that I think Kevin Sorbo... Oh, no, that was... Well, yeah, you're you're correct. That was. But that was actually a Gene Roddenberry production. I don't think that was... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is. ...associated with that. But, um... So that's fantasy, though. I mean, considered in the realm of like, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. It, it, how does it bring me there? I don't know Mass Effect. It's make believe, so I figured fantasy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anything qualifies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ever so curious for your second <laughs> offering you have. The but... second one kind of. Falls right in exactly where you were going with the Okay. 
<laughs> Maybe I should have been more specific. Okay. <laughs> the elephant in the room, I think, when this kind of genre is mentioned, is Lord of the Rings. Uh, sure. What a, what, why not bear mentioning? Why not mention it? It's been mentioned. Let's there move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> How about Fable? Remember the video game Fable? Vaguely. I remember you can kick chickens and fart around people. Uh, all that you wanted, and they would make <laughs> kind of grotesque sounds when you did it. But it was fun. <laughs> Taking the best parts from the game as you always. <laughs> no. I, the, I, I think I played the second one and wasn't quite as enthralled with it. And I think they had, what, four of them? Three, four. I know there were at least Something, three. Yeah, there was definitely three, and then there was an offshoot, which didn't go very well, and they ended up shutting it down. It got too full of itself, I think. Mm. But uh, that first one was pretty awesome. Did you play it? I I played a little bit of it. Uh, me and uh, I think a roommate was switched off playing You it. just were kicking chickens and farting on people. No, <laughs> I was going through it. I, I didn't like... I think there was something... Maybe it's because I wasn't playing it all by my own. So I didn't get myself into the story and what was going on. Switching off between me and my buddy. So you didn't really get into the whole game itself. Because sure. you're only playing half the time. Right. But like switching around into the maps and stuff. Like I a Super Mario Brothers where you're uh, Luigi yeah. and you could give a good goddamn about the game's progress. Just that you've got <laughs> someone to talk to, I guess. I'd be Luigi <laughs> and die instantly and then watch yeah. my friends clear the Play game. for from... like 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, I couldn't. I I couldn't get into the game. I I don't know. Maybe it's just because the direction. I didn't understand where to go or what to do next. Well, that that was just kind of the beauty of it. I mean, there were different ways you could go, and depending on where you went, depended on your outcome. If you were good or evil, if you were a hero for the people, or if you were a like a, someone that they feared. And you know, it was funny because it, it was a long game to what I for what I remember. Mm -hmm. And um, I might even still have it downstairs. We might be able to play it, Joe. Um, but in the early uh, stages, when I was still like doing heroic stuff, I uh, whenever I'd walk into a town, people would stop what they're doing and applaud and cheer and you know welcome you. And uh, over the time, you know, I found certain churches in the woods where you could sacrifice certain people and <laughs> get goods for like said sacrifices. Do. And, you know, in doing so, you know, not, not only does your reputation change, but your physical being changes, too. Like your skin starts kind of like Sith, I guess, would be. Your mm -hmm. skin starts to gray, kind of go white, grayish. Your right. eyes start to turn yellow or red or... I can't remember if you could choose that or not, but... I think you even got horns if you got evil enough. Yeah, you start growing horns. But um, it got to the point where I'd walk into a village and people would see you and just run, like run for their houses <laughs> and lock themselves in and you could just pillage the land. But I uh, got taken down by some uh, authorities and thrown in prison, which is part of the game. I think everybody, you know, it happens to everybody. It's just part of your progression. But, you know, getting out of that cell is a puzzle in itself, hmm. but they don't give you any hints on how it's solved. And there's a timer going and it's like every, what is it? Every minute that passes is a year. Oh my. Right. So you have to quickly figure out this puzzle on how to get out of this cell. And by the time I did, my dude was elderly. 
<laughs> he lost all the hair on top. He had like, I'm trying to think of what his hair, kind of like Schmeagel hair almost, kind of like bald on top and long Sparse, stringy strands yeah. on the back. And it was just decrepit. So here you have this evil dude. He's gray skin, black eyes, horns, and old as fuck, you know. <laughs> but um, it was so much fun. Just talking about it kind of makes me want to play it again. But I think you could even, like, take a wife in that game. Like, yeah, I have remember a family you could get married because you had to court people or try to get like them a, to fall in love with you. Like a very bare minimum, like, side mission of Sims going on yeah. there, you know. But I know when you went the, the good side... You would start getting like angel esque, where you you would kind of glow a little bit. Sure, yeah, that's all I know about it. I remember I played the second one because I got it free on Xbox Live, and I think I farted around and you had an aura for yeah. And wouldn't even townspeople build effigies of you? Like if you would think so. I know I think they did. Like oh, did they? in the in the in the later games, maybe not that first one, but I think you would come into town. There'd be like a statue of you there if you had been their hero. That'd make me feel pretty good. Wouldn't it, though? Like, I own this biatch. And I heard in the sequels, they upped the chicken-kicking and farting sequences. So. <laughs> I played the second one for two hours, I think, and I feel like I got nowhere in the beginning of it. And I think that was just the drawback of the second game. Might have yeah. been the third one. I don't know. It was just real long starting out, but once it started going, it was good. That's about where I was with it. I started it and I kind of got disinterested. I don't know. There were too many side things happening, and every it seemed like the game got too busy. Mm. Like after the first one was such a hit, they're like, "Well, we'll do this. You know, we'll make the same game, but add a million different new things to it." Just I don't know. When you have a good equation, like Call of Duty, just tweak it a little bit and then sell it again. Yeah. You know. We we loved the first one. We don't need a, a whole revamping. It's been a hundred hours on the game, and you haven't even got out of the town. Yeah, because you're just too busy doing everything else. Yeah, yeah I was fishing, then I was farming, then I was cooking a bunch of stuff, and then I went over and talked to this guy for a little while. I think you could even like, I yeah, there would be times I'd log into the game and I just go into the to the like the tavern and like sit down and play. I, I think this was the same game. This could have even been the first Red Dead Redemption. But I think you sit down and, like, play games, like, wager money and stuff. Mm. Like, with people sitting at tables in there already. So I, I think I did a fair share of that. Going it was just a fun game. on a game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun game. But uh, we're back to you. I'm anxious to hear this other pick. World of Warcraft? Yeah, easy. Yeah. 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 I and got that on my list, too. I figured it would be on yours. I don't know why, because I would probably just be a normal common townsfolk living in one of the main big cities <clears throat> I would be a nobody and it's I don't know maybe just because the lore is so interesting I, I don't know why you mean if you were to live in that yeah that if I world. was there mm-hmm. it'd just be day to day and be like man I wish I could live in the world of this book or something but I don't yeah. know I just I, spend so much time in Warcraft that I miss that you still play regularly oh yeah really yep wow I uh I didn't know that I I miss not necessarily that, but I miss having an MMO that I'm like indulged in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much fun when you when it's clicking with you. You know, yeah. like that Star Wars one did with me, the the uh, Galaxies. I loved that mm, game. Yeah, but um, and old Re- was it or just was it Old Republic? The old Republic. Yep. That wasn't a bad game, but no. I never got too far in it. Like when it, it came down on who you played with, crafting and stuff, I wasn't uh, very good at it, and I I was becoming laborious on. Uh, I think you and Jeff. If was Jeff playing? 
He no, I think he I feel like we had dipped out person. for a while. We had another person, I thought. Maybe not. I know it was one of your friends or a couple of your friends were wanting you to play, but they were directing you what yeah. to do and how to do and why to do. Yeah. Which that takes all the fun out of it's not, Yeah, that's yeah. not fun. That's I, that's what happens at work. I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't come to a game to be dictated to. But, uh, it's, okay, speaking of fantasy games, have you ever played the original? Probably not, because you said you never had a Nintendo, but the original Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Have you? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the old 8-bit game? Yep. Where'd you play it? Oh, probably, I think I, I think I might have rented it or maybe I had it when I finally did get an NES, but I had friends that had it too, so okay, I had them play it. The, I, the most I know is Link to the Past. The second one? Yeah. Like the side-scroller? No, 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 no. It was when it came out for Super Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda Link oh, to the Past. my bad. I know which one you're talking about. Which I'm is still all top-down, yeah. so it was kind of the same, but looked a lot better. Well, I had never played it. I mean, I'd seen it before. I know I'm aware of what it is. But by the time uh, I had... I was still playing Atari, I think, when people were playing uh, uh, Legend of Zelda (laughs) when it came out. You know, so I got on the Nintendo wagon a little late. But, um, yeah, I never played that game. So I have a Switch now, and it's on the the Switch Marketplace Mm -hmm. to play. So I was like... Okay, I'm going to try it. You know, it's about time. I hear nothing but great stuff about these games. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So I started a game, and I'm telling you, 10 minutes in, I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Now, and mind you, it's not to speak to the merit of the game, because I I mean, it's the first, what, open world game that you can Mm -hmm. just kind of openly walk around in. And that's pretty freaking incredible for the time. With nothing else to compare it to, had to have been... Like the first time we played Grand Theft Auto 3. Remember that yeah. kind of freedom for the first time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can kill and <laughs> take her car? <laughs> you know, like... Whatever I want? Yeah, so... Um, but now that just seems kind of... Well, so what? Like, when's the last time you ever got into Grand Theft Auto and killed a prostitute and took your money back I've or whatever? I've never done that. I've always been perfect. Yeah. I stop at every stop sign, too. You know, I have a buddy who uh, sometimes when he plays GTA, he does that. He'll obey the traffic laws. I do it. You do it, too? Yeah, just... I don't know why. Just occasionally, just because, though. Yeah, not all the time. Okay. Uh, like, not, you're not, like, playing the whole line. game on traffic. No, no, no. <laughs> all right. Because this dude's a cop, and I think he's, like, doing it all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> lose your missions. Yeah, because there are some time ones. I'm sure he's got a he's got cut loose now and then, right? But back, go ahead. I say back to Zelda. I don't know a lot of those old NES games. I don't think I could play, not for the fact of it, just because it's so old and looks cheap, and the gameplay might be a little janky. But those maps are so goddamn big. I'd have to have Nintendo power. With it's that. true. I, I, you know, had only come between like maybe nine of them and they seemed like I was already getting lost. I mm-hmm. mean, I, you know, the lake, I could like maneuver my way around because, you know, as long as you got a border, you know somewhere about where you're right. at. But I mean, not only that, but the enemies and it was difficult mm-hmm. and it just like that and so many games. You know, a lot of games nowadays kind of take your hand and walk you through them. Not yep. all. Not all, but a lot. And um, you know, even like the campaigns on some of these Call of Duty games. I mean, I know you can get into certain games where you can like 
just make an all-out war with other people or just, you know, just bots. But, uh, like, if you're doing the campaign, you're really kind of taken by the hand and led down a path. Like, kill this many people, go there. Yeah. Go there. Where this has no direction. Mm-mm. You're just left to figure it out. And Here's man. the sword. Bye. Yeah. What was it? You're, you wake up or something like that because someone's talking to you in your dream. I only got 10 minutes in, Jack. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. But... I'm anxious to get that new one for uh, Switch and play it. Do you have that one? Yes. It Was it good? I like it, yeah. It's yeah. fun. Did you finish it? No. No. How, no, how far did you get? I've got, see, there's five, I think five beasts that you have to kill to be able to kill Ganon, and I've killed two of them, I think. There's no keeping one weapon. You're constantly flipping through weapons because they, they break after so much usage, which kind of sucks. That's how they've all kind of been, right? Except for the first one. I mean, you always have the one little sword, right? No, if you don't have a sword, then not you not even get a stick. Your swords they slowly break, which wow. that kind of sucks. I guess some stuff lasts a little bit longer, I guess. But yeah, you always have to have multiple shields and swords in your oh. backpack. I'm anxious to play that next. I it think was it'll fun, be a though. lot of fun. How big's the map? Would you say? Oh my god, I don't even GTA know. big, huge. Yeah, might be bigger. Because I know I've gone all the way to the other side of the map, at least it seems, and I can see over, like, the beast will stand up on, like, a high plateau, shooting a beam right at Ganon, right in the center of the map, and you can see one of them all the way on the other side. It's insane how big it is. That little description right there already has me sold. That sounds awesome. (laughs) That sounds really cool. And Misty watches me play, and I like to take the long way, like, get my horse and ride to somewhere instead of doing the quick travel. Mm Mm-hmm. I just like to see the scenery, I guess. I don't know. No, I get it, too. I mean, when I would play Red Dead Redemption, uh, the original one, you know, there were so many times I would just, instead of taking the the coach between mm-hmm. cities, I would uh, take the, just, you know, go for a ride. And sometimes you'd find cool shit out there. Yeah. Or you'd the, come across another adventure or you see an outlaw running, you'd, mm-hmm. you know, go lasso him That's up. how the Good. second one is, just like that, too. Yeah. You never know what you're going to find. Especially when you get up in the mountains where the woods and the bears and shit were. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely riding through there. I want to <laughs> see what I can kill. Not that I would ever do that in real life, but um, one thing I... Uh, well, okay, here's one. Disenchanted, the the Matt Groening yes. uh, show. Have you watched any of that? I've, I think I got halfway through it. I have really grown... Uh, I grew attached to that show, but for some reason, like... With it, no other show happens on Netflix, but with that one, they it tends to freeze up about halfway through any episode. I think that I've had a couple of issues where it wouldn't even load on the show a couple of times. Oh, Disenchanted? Yeah. And I don't know if that just means it's like high volume being watched. That's at, what I feel that at is. any given moment. I mean, that's what it was that first weekend. We couldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really mad because I was excited. Um, but. Even recently, I've gone back and it still seems to do it. So unless it's really getting that much traffic, and I hope it is for... Uh, they got another season I think they're coming out with. Do they? Yep. It was good. I enjoy what I've seen thus far. I've already uh, grown attached to Bean, the main character. Uh, say, last I see saw, Bean had the the party with the Vikings at the, yeah. while her dad went away. That <laughs> was the last the one I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She sent him, or he sent her away, <clears throat> and she came back on the episode that I was watching. And that the little uh, shadow devil guy, he... Lucy. He, yeah, well, that, that's um. He had that show, that really crazy talk show. 
Is that a celebrity that does that voice? Yes. I had no idea who that was. Eric Andre. Him. He did that that really weird talk show where like he would destroy his desk every week and I never saw that celebrities show. on and just to piss him off and it isn't humor I could really get into, but uh, anyway, it was it's a good show, and I'm anxious to finish it. The the king, her dad, always has some very good one-liners that always yeah. <laughs> catch me uh, out pretty well. But um, one thing I think that should be mentioned before we move this conversation on, uh, as far as fantasy goes, and people are going to say, duh, but, um, you know, Star Wars, I think, is just Lord of the Rings in space, right? I, I mean, would say so. I mean... Without the ring, there's really no ring. Not the plot so much, but just... The the genre, that kind of realm, mm-hmm. but just in space in the future kind of thing, right? Yeah, instead of troping across the land, you're doing it to other planets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I almost said Star Wars, but I was like, that'd be too easy. Though. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Too easy. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put that back in my bag of tricks and let's go back to Lord of the Rings. We should probably talk about that a little bit more. But uh, I mean, those were great films. They did have some cringeworthy moments for me. Like, I mean, you've seen Clerks, too, right? Oh, yeah. When when they have the debate about Return of the King and Return of the Jedi and Randall goes on to say about at the end when <laughs> I'm not going to say it word for word but when Sam comes in and gives Frodo that freaking look you think he's just going to start uh, I'm not going to finish what he says but it's disgusting I couldn't agree more like that end thing was a bit much like it seemed like almost romantic it like, did but at the same time you had to understand hobbits how they were that's how their species or race is. They're just happy go lucky. They just used people. a lot of like glowy, airy filters when yeah. filming that ending. Like uh really honed in on the white light. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like they were doing everybody. a laundry detergent commercial in the next room, you know? But uh anyway. I've been here at your bedside the whole time <laughs> you were sleeping. I uh, I still wish I... I don't think I have all three. I've got two of them. I don't know which two I have. I think I need the middle one, maybe. But uh, they're, they're things that I like to watch when I'm sick. Like, oh, I gotta lay on the couch for hours on end. Let's watch Lord of the Rings, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good three hours. <laughs> on one of them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in, when they put out those uncut ones, what they were like... Uh, what they turn into? Like five hours each with all that uncut stuff put back in? No, it was. Remember they put out those three, big box it was nine sets. hours, so it was like twelve hours altogether, I think, for the three when they did the extended. Yeah, so yeah. like a, so like a four. Wow, that's yeah. a commitment. Uh, we, me and a, when I had the roommates, we tried doing that in a day. We Are got you shit? Watched me. all three of them, yeah. And I don't. I think by the end of the last one, because I think we had started drinking in the middle somewhere. Uh, so you would never, have to. How do you not? So we never did finish it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's like doing a once a episode nine comes out, doing a whole Star Wars. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole day, more than a day at least. Are you excited be. about that at all? The new one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I my excitement's really, I mean, honestly, been sucked out of the room, like for Star Wars, which sucks because The Force Awakens was so good. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Really nailed it. So maybe he'll bring it home with this one. But... I hope so. Even the the new shows, like the new one that's on, what the Disney Channel, the 
uh, was it Alliance or I don't know. It takes place before mm-hmm. Resistance. That's what it is. The new show that's on like a new cartoon show or mm-hmm. it's not that great. I can't get into it. And all I can do with Rebels. That was a good show. I never got to watch all of it because for some reason Disney uh, pops in and out of our availability. Like, uh, yeah, I've I been can't even that tell problem. you. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Like, <laughs> there there must be some bad uh, negotiations going on between mm-hmm. uh, Dish Network and Disney because we're gonna need a little more money. They can't Sorry, work their we don't shit got out. The money now. So we have to shut your channel off for a couple months. Yeah, All right. Yeah, until you so. pay your bill. I'm anxious to see that new series. Uh, I think John Favreau's doing the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of pictures of it. That I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, anything that's like a live action filming that's not the holiday special that's outside the movies that's <laughs> canon is pretty incredible. You know, yep. I mean, they're effectively mimicking what Marvel's doing, right? You know, because shows like Daredevil, Punisher. Which, if you haven't started season two yet, I have heard. Yeah, holy cow, yeah. watch it! But um, you know where they where they're having you know a canon universe on television as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope they don't explain away too much, like we I were talking either. about. You know, it always goes back to Star Wars on it this will. show, doesn't it? We're talking about fantasy, and here we are back at Star. Wars. John Farver <laughs> brought us Iron Man, so he's yeah. got to be doing good for Star yeah. Wars. I think it's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what I'm point. putting my money down on. Happy Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Hogan. <laughs> One other fantasy thing to list, I guess. Uh, you kind of mentioned Kevin Sorbo a little bit ago. Uh, I totally forgot about Hercules and Xena. Those were kind of set in the fantasy Those were, realm, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, they had centaurs and shit like that, right? Yeah. That'd be Giants. They're, they're probably just a few hills away from hobbits, right? I would have liked to live in the Xena world. Me too. Chase around her sidekick. Oh, the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd have been going after Xena. <laughs> She's too beastly for me. Beastly woman. Throw me around, Xena, please. <laughs> Make snoo snoo. Toss those rings at me. <laughs> you know, it's the funniest thing. I uh, I think it was on Nintendo 64 back in the day i used to scour like this was before like the walmart super centers were even existing like with our old old uh walmart old hometown walmart had uh just you know bins of discounted video games they were just trying to get rid of kind of like they have five dollar movie bins you mm-hmm. know and i was digging through there one day just looking for a nintendo 64 game like i had a five dollar bill in my pocket these were five dollar games if it had nintendo 64 on it if it wasn't sports, I was buying it. <laughs> I pulled out Xena Warrior Princess, the fighting game. Like Mortal Kombat fighting? Yeah. Like one on, yeah, one really? on one fighting. Yeah, who would ever think to make that? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to think this was, was even past its prime. I don't think this was while Xena was happening. Now, mind you, this was in like a clearance bin, so obviously it's probably... It had to have been that good. Yeah, but the price was right, Jack. The price was right. <laughs> And that's how I ended up with Superman 64, too. I didn't learn my lesson, it would seem. But I think <laughs> I... in the $5 bin for a reason. <laughs> I think I had fun with the Xena game. I would uh, play with my sister, if I remember correctly. But you could be her. You could be uh, the girl you like. What was her name? Do you remember the sidekick's name at all? It's on the tip Xena? of my tongue, but I can't think of what it was. But... Um, 
Yeah, I remember it being fun. Not fun enough to keep. I traded it pretty quick. But uh, who were the other characters? Were they like known villains from the sh- the show? Probably, but I wasn't familiar enough with the you show. Didn't watch the show. Enough. It was a fighting game for five dollars. <laughs> it didn't matter who was fighting. It was Zena. And I think if you got her to do her special move, you get that. I was going to say that they had that in there. <laughs> it's so funny. It's you know every time I think of. Uh, Kevin Sorbo or Xena I, I think of when I, we, I got to talk to him mm-hmm. at that wizard what was that three years ago yeah and you know you 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 have these perceptions of how you think somebody's going to be and I would have never kind of pegged him and I maybe I still have pegged him wrong but after the interview we were just kind of you know bullshit talking and he seemed kind of like a, a preppy kind of golfer kind of guy you know I could see that yeah and he goes Hey, uh, you know, where you live? And I'm like, oh, just over off, uh, you know, told him. And he goes, oh, that's over near uh, so-and-so uh, course. I was just over there today. He's like, you golf over there much? <laughs> you know, I have to look at this dude who I just, you know, was like, wow, yeah, let's talk interview and stuff. He's like, I was like, no, nah, dude, I don't really golf a whole lot. And he just kind of looks at me and goes, oh, yeah. All right, well, it was fun talking with you. You know, we kind of parted ways with that. But. Imagine like Alice Cooper, you're talking to him and. Interviewing him and stuff, and then he brings up golf, and you're like, hey, "I don't want to golf." Wow, that's. And then all he just be like, write you off instantly from well, there. Well, Kevin Sorbo is no Alice Cooper. <laughs> that's I would, true. I would make it work if it were <laughs> Alice Cooper. Yeah, I golf guy every once in a while there, Alice. Will you? Yeah. Anyway, that was putt, fun. Putt count. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's going to do it for fantasy talk. You know, anything else it. we can cover? Mm-mm. Like, I want to say te- te- there's some television shows we're not thinking of. It'll probably hit me like a ton of bricks when we're done, but... As they all any. do most of the time. Yeah, yeah. It all comes to us after we hit stop on the record button. You know what would be a fantasy? If someone actually bought our fucking t-shirts, Jack. Yes, it would. It would be a dream come true at society6.com forward slash pod. And I shouldn't say that because they occasionally we, get, we sell one. We'll see a few mm-hmm. dollars come in. Someone's bought a mug, a decal, a shirt... And we are eternally grateful. We understand sometimes they might be a little pricey. That's why we always kind of push for the the decals. Those seem to be a lot more Anytime I see a sale or free shipping, I try Mm -hmm. to plug that just because I know. $25, I think it is, for a shirt. It's kind of expensive for a T-shirt. It is a little pricey indeed. But, yeah, exactly. That's why the decals and stuff like that are there. And I think those decals are pretty darn good quality. They're awesome, yeah. They, They are amazing. Uh, and what else is there on the smaller end? Again, coasters, mugs, coasters, the can koozie, yeah, or cooler. I think there. There's yoga mats that I could put some decals on. I think even wrapping paper is a new thing coming to the wrapping thing. paper. That's a <laughs> colossal waste of money, but it would probably be like fifty dollars for a roll, and it'd probably be yeah. Probably. I probably shouldn't be saying this on the commercial. It's not good <laughs> PR, but. Hey, I'm just calling it like a season, yep. you know. Remember the one time we actually did make uh, we had one of the first contests we did when the when oh, we had our the winner. Box. Yeah, we we the actually box printed Candair wrapping paper, yeah. and wrapped the box in it, and did we put like a balloon or something? I felt like we did something on the inside that when he opened it, like balloons and shit would come out. Like we went all it was the something, yeah, something out, like that, and we never heard package. nothing from it. <laughs> well, tis the way on Candare. Yeah, you know, we, we we see that we have all these people listening. And um, none of them reach out to us. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, a bunch of ghosts are uh, out there listening to us. We can see the numbers, people. We know you're there. Yeah. But show yourself. Right. 
Step forward, child. Anyway, society6.com forward slash pod. Get yourself a mug, a decal, a shirt, a yoga mat. Just buy, buy something. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now joining us to talk about their new show, Tigtone on Adult Swim, we have creators Benjamin Martian and Andrew Kohler. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here to talk about this awesome show with us today. Hello. Hello. I, I don't even know where to start with this show other than, um, I mean, we've seen it. We know how awesome it is. But to those out there who haven't seen it yet, I was wondering if you guys could give a, uh, a quick description of Tigtone. Uh, uh, there's lots of yelling. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of lots of lots of yelling, lots of discomfort, uh-huh. and lots yeah. of magic. <laughs> Those are yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, yeah, I'd say um, it describes it very well. And adventures, and adventures, and quests, and and artifacts, and items, and blood and guts. The quests. Yeah, we can just list all the tropes, and you can piece it together in your head. <laughs> right. <from there>. right. <laughs> In sentence form, Tigtone is a uh, a satirical fantasy comedy animated, uh, which involves a our titular hero Tigtone and his sidekick Helpy going on many a quests through a slashing his way. What does it say? What do we have on the thing? <laughs> slashing oh, his way through a satirical uh, fantasy landscape with uh, with melodramatic ferocity. Oh yes, melodramatic ferocity. Yeah, that's it. I absolutely love it. Someone kind of summed it up pretty well in a post I saw where they said that basically we've taken all of the flavor text and written a show with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the enjoyable show. I mm-hmm. mean, I had a hell of a lot of fun with it. I couldn't stop laughing. The The freaking line that caught me out that I had to rewind because, like, did I hear that right? Are you friend or are you faux real? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic Tig Tone. It was great. It was great. But uh, just as as funny as this show is, um, something that must be addressed is the gorgeous animation. You don't see anything quite like this. Uh, I mean, when we first saw it, anything like it. No, when we were first uh, talking about it, you know, it made me think of like old motion comics. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a motion comic Mm -hmm. looks sloppy compared to this. I mean, you guys were actually using like digital face mapping uh, for this animation, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's motion capture. Um, I the, see. the the close like you could kind of it. Some some people think it kind of resembles like those like Snapchat filters where you get like you know Barack Obama's face on you and stuff or whatever, and you can like talk with his face or something. It's, it kind of has a, a similar akin to that, but you know um, this was a, a technique that Andrew developed like years before any of this technology was like readily available. So. Wow. I have expected it to look like the jib jab cartoons where it's <laughs> kind of like Terrence and Philip on South Park like that. Right. And seeing oh, the actual right, motion. Right, right. Jib jab wishes they were taken. Right. Serious. So right. you designed this tech this this technology yourself? Is that this program or I'm sorry, I'm um, a novice here. I don't know what the word is for it, but what when when I first started uh animating, I wanted to do uh I wanted to use like three D models, like there were websites that were selling 3D models that you could just de- buy and download, and I didn't have to do any work. And I was like, if I can just do, if I can just buy the models, and if I can just do mocap, then it's going to be really cheap. And then the 3D mocap still wound up being really expensive. So I was like, I could, I could take all everything I learned about 3D mocap and try to apply it to 2D. And for that, I needed to use like three separate programs, like this 
horrible chimera of technology that took forever just so that I could be lazy <laughs> to, to try and uh, get this animation to, to work. And it wound up looking just, you know, freakishly bizarre. Are you guys yeah, still yeah. using that and, same and it process? it turned out to be way more, way more complicated. What's that? Are you still using that same process or do you get to upgrade? Oh, we it's it's similar. Uh, it, everything is everything is done with After Effects still, but we're able to do everything within the program now. We don't have to. We only have to use one program instead of three, which is, saves a lot of time and actually <laughs> allows for a lot more a lot more flexibility. We're able to do things now that we weren't able to do before, like really you know subtly because uh, after we do the mocap, uh, the animators uh, tweak it pretty heavily, um, and they're able to do that. Uh, and we we couldn't do that before without you know running the the footage through several programs. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely an upgrade. I mean the the weird thing about it though is that is that we're we're using 3D motion capture, but we're we're smashing it onto 2D images, which is like the reason you haven't seen anything kind of that looks similar to this is because it shouldn't be done. Like there's no reason to do it this way. It just, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like the reason you shoot 3d motion capture. So you have the luxury of like, you know, having a 3d model that you can then shoot in digital space in three dimensions. And we, all we have are like four angles of our characters. So we, uh, we actually have to like strap our heads down into a chair that we made so that we uh, don't throw the registration off for the, the alignment of the faces for the different angles. So we actually have a, a workout bench with like an ambulance neck brace bolted to it so that we can just <laughs> just pinch our we pinch our heads in and then we have a camera bolted to the wall that we can then, uh, you know, it's on a, a monopod so we can adjust it to get different angles. And then, uh, you know, we, we record all the mocap data that way. That's incredible. And it hurts. Well, I'm sure it does, having to clamp your head in there. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Yeah, some... it sucks. It's not, like, it's not comfortable at all. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine. No, I saw that video of you guys uh, uh, doing that, and, yeah, it did not look the least Mm-mm. bit comfortable at all. So, uh, you know, the more pain, the more gain, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah and that's why there has to be an easier angry. way to make the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, there there has to be an easier way way to make the show. But I think all of the all of the bizarre steps that we have to take to get to the finished product, uh, each each step adds another layer of what. Sure. <laughs> you know, we've talked about on the yeah. show before about you know people kind of you know taking you know whether it be animation or music or whatever whenever your craft is and uh doing it kind of their own way you you said earlier you know it shouldn't be done this way but you know doing it this way and having such a great result could you know spawn a whole new format of animation everyone oh, yeah. could be copying then what tigtone <laughs> is doing and you know you guys might laugh if crazy, maybe not, crazy, but i think know, it's very yeah. possible but yeah i mean it's, it's interesting because we we talked we, yeah, we talked, you know, there was some, a brief discussion at one point of doing like a 3D TIGTONE model, but still sh- still presenting it as if, you know, kind of how South Park is animated technically, is, you know, 3D, it's in Maya, and, right. but it's still replicating the cardboard or the uh, paper cutout. Uh, that just didn't seem to like fit the spirit of the show to be like, yeah, let's fake it, you know, um, because yeah, like Andrew said, the convoluted process is just, it, it mirrors the, the content of the show so beautifully. And it just is like such a great pairing, you know? Right. Wow. Well, my hat and also off some people, guys. some people, oh, no, thank you. And, uh, one of the, one of the greatest unintended results, uh, 
is that there are people complaining that the looking at the style of animation makes them sick. <laughs> or that it makes them upset. <laughs> My wife is kinda on that yeah. that fence, I think. She was she couldn't stop looking, but she at the same time she was like nauseous, kinda mortified. Like getting nauseous? Yeah, just because of the way it moves and stuff. She's like, I can't. What is this? Hmm, really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not yeah. experience that. <laughs> I was, I think but I everything else I added, every, everything else added to the shots. Like we have, I mean, this, the show is, is just as much a visual effects show as it is an animated show. And the, the, you know, the reason that the, the characters, like, first of all, we're constricted to uh, the animation style for the bodies because we only have, you know, I think two or three poses of Tigtone's body, uh, a front a three-quarter and a like a more of a front-facing three-quarter. And every time we move, like if we need a new pose or him holding an object or something, that's an entirely new painting of, a, of an arm that needs to get made. Um, wow. So we're, we're really limited in our body motion, but the, the fact that, we, that we're relying so heavily on the, the face performance, it's really more akin to like a live action. We, we kind of always think about it in terms of live action, um, in terms of like the, the staging and the blocking and the cameras, um, what lenses we might be using if this was like an actual like shot production or live action production. So I think that kind of like adds to the quality of it too and the fact that like all of the the, the – color timing and the effects and the comp and the compositing that gets done to these shots it just looks amazing you know like it looks it looks beautiful and like grotesque at the same time <laughs> and you know there's something uh also about you know you were talking about boxing and kind of like getting a lot of face shots of him and i think that adds to the intensity of the character you mm -hmm. know with his screaming all the time and when yeah. you get the close-ups <laughs> of it it just adds to it you know? <laughs> Um, well, the show is so the show is so much about the show is so much about like fantasy video game tropes and and gaming tropes, but it's also a lot about you know just film tropes and cinema tropes and fantasy movie tropes and stuff. And so I think the fact that we you know the the um, it's a, a scope the the wide it's a what is it two three what is the aspect ratio two three nine or two three four I think three five two three five. Or two, three, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're shoot. So it's presented in scope, and it's you know a lot of like singles and coverage and stuff like that. So it's definitely treated like a cinema, like a cinematic experience. It feels like one. Yeah, it really does. I don't think I've ever seen another show on television that was that was that you know was letterboxed. Like, yeah, that yeah. definitely like it makes it to me. It kind of makes the whole thing. Um, you know, like when you're playing a when you're playing a, a video game and it goes to a cutscene and then like letterbox bars appear to let you know that you're in a cutscene. Right. It's like that kind of. Mm -hmm. I feel like it gives off that kind of that kind of vibe. You're like watching TV and then all of a sudden TV's in widescreen. You're like, oh, I better pay attention. Right. Like, yeah. Why? Right. Because like I, I feel like widescreen denotes seriousness. <laughs> right. <laughs> Black bars, you better pay attention. A, yeah. 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 So I I need to know uh, why Tigtone? Why where did the name Tigtone come from? <laughs> it's kind of a boring answer. I was working on a project in college, and there was um, it was a film project, and there was a scene where a wall needed to have a bunch of stupid names written on it, and one of the names I came up with at the time was Tigtone, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and history was made on that wall. Yeah. yeah, and then when yeah, when time totally came to name, uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 when we Ben and I were um, developing, like we came up with the idea of an adventurer, like a uh, quester type character first, 
And then we were like, what should, should we name him? And I said, how about Take Down? Because I wanted to use that name for something else because sure. it was so stupid and funny. Yeah. So that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the, the like, the, the, uh, kind of the reason it was Take Down, like, the, um, Andrew and I started writing this live action fantasy feature. I, I think it was like 2003 or four. I think we started and uh and then from that and that yeah and like that that feature film didn't have tigtone in it it had like prince lavender in it but it was a very different prince lavender he was actually the hero of the story but uh we started to write all of these live action shorts that like took place in this this one universe and one of the sh- one of the shorts was this character this adventure character called tigtone and yeah, the the short was called the walkings of tigtone and uh, it, it, like I said, it was live action, and we actually started to shoot it in, like, maybe 2005, I think. Something um, like that. Five or six. I can't remember. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we actually started to shoot a live action Tigtown, and, uh, like, you know, we had, like, a wardrobe made, and I started to make some props, and we shot some – a couple of shots already, like, on a blue screen. Um, but it was just so beyond our means to, to try to tackle um, – and, uh, and then I think, you know, Andrew started to play around with this motion capture stuff and was like, well, we kind of already started Tigtown, so let's just try Tigtown and see how it works, you know? So are these uh, these live action clips you did, are these going to be bonus features on a DVD someday that we can expect? <laughs> you know, there's really, DVD? I mean... <laughs> true, yeah, that, the, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Touche, yeah. touche. You know, it's funny yeah. you say you just had the name Tigtone just kind of laying around, uh, you know, from your past. It's funny because I've got a similar kind of name. I think I've told you before that I have nothing to do with. Maybe if I become an animator someday I could use, but DJ Dash and the Fleshtastic Funk Masters sounds like an amazing <laughs> name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Come on. I think they need a cartoon. I mean, that sounds like a – I think that's a Tigtone villain. we got to have – Oh, oh, don't tease now. Don't tease, Benjamin. <laughs> Another character I got to touch on quick, Helpy, who was, I was kind of telling Jack, yes. I, is a cross between Wolverine with his regeneration and Kenny as he dies every yep. episode, seemingly. <laughs> <laughs> this character, what's yeah. his origins? Where where did he come from? A network note. A yeah. network note, okay. Yeah. Sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, to be fa- I mean, to, to be fair, they they when we started, you know, writing the season, um, that was the only note they had for us going in. And they were like, "Look, guys, we know this is a super cliche network note, but we think Tigtone needs a sidekick." And we were all sort of like, "Oh man," but we we're also like, "Yeah, they're kind of right." Um, so we we came up with this character that we could literally. It was kind of like a middle finger to the whole idea of a sidekick was having this character that we could just literally tear apart every episode. Um, and we're like, let's just give him the dumbest name possible and let's just call him Helpy. And uh, and it stuck. And uh, we 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 all ended up like I think after writing the first episode, we were all sort of like in love with Helpy. And and Helpy's great because he's just as crazy as Tigtown, you know, in in certain ways. Right, does just that help? Yeah, <laughs> true to his name, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> I love that. We get to, go, we get to go to some fun places with. Uh, we get to go to some really fun uh, places and explore Helpy's character a lot in uh, through the rest of the first season. So, 
if you like Helpy, hopefully you enjoy the spotlight that we put him in a little a little bit later. Oh boy. Well I thought him being going down well, hey. a zip line with the going through his mouth was spotlight <laughs> enough, but if you're telling me there's more, you have my attention. Um you might so what made you want to get into podcasting? Oh wow! Well, <laughs> Turn the tables on us. <laughs> well, that'll, that'll Where happen. did the name canned air come from? Spaceballs, actually, yeah. spaceballs. To be perfectly <laughs> yep. honest, but hey, we, we got to talk about Tigtone, man. Come on, this is about Tigtone. No, okay. Uh, so, um, new episodes. When can we? I know we just had the premiere on January thirteenth, and I know there have been uh, the premiere has re-aired several nights since then. When can we expect uh, more episodes? Um, well, Sunday night episodes, at midnight is when yeah. we premiere on TV. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, the Friday uh, every weekend before uh, that episode airs, uh, the episodes are available on Adult Swim's app or website. Uh, starting the Friday uh, before the episode airs, and that's one right. thing I absolutely love about Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel bad about missing it. I can just log on to the website and watch it. Yep. Yeah, it's it love it on demand. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys so much for being here. And again, when's the next premiere uh, happening, gentlemen? It would probably be what? This coming well, Sunday, the 27th? It would be this, this Sunday, yeah. I think it's episode oh. five and six. Nice. Awesome. So we will uh, get the links up for that mm-hmm. and uh, all the information put on Twitter and Facebook. All the happy social media forces that be will be promoting this. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here and uh, best of luck to you. This is an amazing show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Your quest is complete. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, ladies and gentlemen, those were the creators of the show, Tig Tone, Benjamin Martian and Andrew Kohler. Be sure to set those DVRs and check out this show, because if you haven't seen it already, you are really missing out. The first episode's on YouTube, so no matter where you're at, you can check it out. Is it the pilot one or the the pilot's on there? Okay. Yeah. Not not all of them thus far. I think there's what four episodes out now. I think the last I looked, there was three, but that was before the premiere. Okay. So there's more than that now, I think. Okay. So there's quite enough to get your beak wet with. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they're they're a lot of fun. They're freaking funny. They're long 15 minutes is 15 minutes episodes but they're good there's a lot in those 15 minutes that's how uh that's how i always felt about mike tyson mysteries that show was just i loved that show like (laughs) it seemed like 30 minutes almost Mm -hmm. but i guess you know when you take a 30 minute show and you cut the commercials out of it it's yeah you're you're, around 20 20 to 22 minutes so you're not far off Mm -hmm. i guess but uh yeah once again i'm not i won't say it again i will say it again watch dig tone set your dvrs check it out on uh, YouTube and on AdultSwim.com. It is your quest. You'll understand after you watch the show. Yes, quest! quest! Jack, what do we have on the website? We go to CandairPodcast.com. You can check out our special guests, show highlights, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, some of, see some of our YouTube videos, buy some merch, become a patron, and you can also sign up for the Wizard World three-day priority platinum tickets. One yes. pair for was it Portland, Oregon coming up at the mm-hmm. end of February. So yeah, go to the website, sign up, and hope you're a winner. If yeah. you're not, use Candair and the promo code buying tickets. You'll save 10%. You want to feel like a rock star at the convention, this is the ticket you want. Go get a Front row me. seating to all the panels. Front row, or excuse me, front of the line to all the freaking autograph sessions. Uh, discounts at the different uh, booths. I don't know which ones exactly, but I'm sure that'll be specified on yep. the site. 
and uh, early access to the floor all three days. What, what could you? What more could you ask for? Right? People to spell your own farts. Well, I'm sure we could ask for a, a <laughs> lot of many things, but um, we're not going to because I think that's pretty darn good. So yep. yeah, once again, head to the website, go to the contest page, and uh, drop us your name, email, and follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. That's right? it. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Uh, what else we forget? Our other series, What If. That mm. What If series. Uh, don't forget to check that out. Uh, you can check out our website at what if, it's, it's whatifpod.com, yes. right? And we're on Twitter at What If Series and Instagram at What If PDCST. Yes. So be sure to check out all those avenues. It's a really good show. We're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, a lot of good content to come, and uh, we really hope you like it. Seems to be doing pretty well. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, uh, we are going out on the quiet song. That's quiet spelled without the U. Q I E T. The song "Get Found," which I tell you what, since I have found, I can't get out of my freaking head. Love this song. I played the YouTube video like a million times listening. Really, I've yet to yeah. hear them. Yeah, well, you're about to hear them. Oh. So, yeah, once again, going out on the song Get Found by Quiet on the album Pet Driftwood. So check them out. Uh, we're going to have links on our Twitter and social media for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can get a closer look at those guys. Great band, and I really hope they come to town because my ass will be there. They would be a lot of fun. I think you'd dig them. I think so. I'll have to listen to it. If you, I'll have to hang around after the show. Remember the Talking Heads at all? Oh, yeah. Very much in that same kind of vein. Okay. If, yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't like that? Right. right. Come on. All right. So I think that about does it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Thanks for listening, everyone. Since I was a child, I was drawn to 
Hang on there, little Jimmy. Hey, it's Alpine. While you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you, why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on CandarePodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help him find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, what are you doing near my son? Time to split. G.I. Joe! Will we be able to know they fo- like associate the name and email to the Facebook follow? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know Facebook at all. Yeah, that's, we'll, that's you. We'll see okay. if they did it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so- all right. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.